I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yeah, Kyle Renata, you're damn right our Sharks won again. Why do you think I'm wearing teal and black today, baby? <laughs> Sharks, five. St. Louis Blues, one. James, your thoughts? Wow. <laughs> Is there a normal hockey score ever when it comes to the Sharks? No, they either win five to one or lose ten to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> ten. A four-goal second period lifts the Sharks to a win over the Blues. Yeah, the ten spots were big there. Like I was like, ooh. Back to back. That's not, that's something that's new. Tough look for our guys. Yeah. The Kings are in San Antonio. I almost said Sacramento. Nope, they're in San Antonio. They take on Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs. Is there any, uh, look, Kings fan, you, James, and then and then Kings fan out there, is there any part of this game tonight where you're looking forward to it? The Kings are on a four-game winning streak, and they and they have looked great. Is there any part of you that's just, like, looking forward to watching Victor Wembanyama play basketball? Oh, heck yeah. Like, if, if you don't, like, you want to see the, the nexus of this guy. You want to see the beginning. So then you can think back to the beginning and, you know, maybe even record it. And then eight years from now or seven years from now, you look at this guy who's going to be a, an all-world player. He's just going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he looks like. I want to see, I want to compare and contrast. And so, heck yeah, man, he should be fun. And for that matter, like I want to see Keegan Murray defend him because that's what's going to happen. Really? Yeah, I, I believe because uh, Devin Vassell is out and uh, their point guard, uh, Tyus Jones, is out. Uh, oh, no, he's down. Not, Ty- not, not Tyus Jones. No, uh, Jones. Trey Jones. Trey that's Jones, it. his yep. brother. My bad. Yeah. Um, he's He's doubtful. So I want to see I want to see these guys uh, like like try to slow him down, throw different looks at him. Like I don't want to be I, I don't want to see Sabonis on him. I actually want to see Sabonis like beat up on Zach Collins because that's always fun to me. Zach Collins just has a really annoying face. He, I don't like Zach. I don't like. I'm sure Zach Collins is a wonderful person who loves his family. And his family loves him, and he has a ton of. I, I get it, but irrationally, there's something about his face I don't like. <laughs> totally irrational and i'm sure that there's people who say the same thing about me and that's fine i guess he's got resting b face or something face. you're not sure yeah. you're like i don't think i like him yeah. i don't like you uh i don't know you but i don't like you that's uh, it that's how i feel but uh i i like that matchup like he he actually plays Sabonis uh sabonis like pretty straight up he he's a a guy who likes to mix it up a little bit 
mm-hmm. um, and gets a little out of control. But um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see Wimbenyama go try to defend Sabonis and see how that goes. That won't fare well for him. Although, no, probably not. Yeah, he'll. I think Sabonis will like put him in the first row and then dunk on him. Um, just because so that's, that's what Sabonis does. To so that's just kind of no, but that's just kind of interesting. Is is he does that? But Victor Wembanyama is like seven five. You might put him into the second row, and he might still get a piece of your shot. Yeah, he might still block you. So I'm so I'm really I'm fascinated to see just how this goes overall, and if Keegan guards him, what that lo- what that looks like, because. Wembenyama is not going to be able to handle in the NBA like he did in Europe. Mm-mm. It's just not like you've already seen it. That little crossover step back thing he does against against a defender like Keegan. That's yeah. not going to. That doesn't work. It's too slow. I also I think one of the things with that Kyle, I kind of want to see if he gets star treatment yet. Mm-hmm. Like how how do refs you know officiate Victor Wembenyama? Yeah, and, and I like to see the Kings go small and see if that works of course he's if he starts hitting like the the one leg uh you know fall away three-point shots from 30 feet and there's nothing you can do i mean again there's nothing you're going to be able to do either way but i I definitely i'm intrigued i'm i'm here for it but i also think the kings need to look at the um the in-season tournament standings they need to understand that you know uh that Trey Jones is probably not going to play. Devin Vassell is not going to play. Keldon Johnson is probable. Gold medalist. Yeah, but you're you need to look at that that game and you need to throttle this team because that's what the end season tournament surprisingly is about. Mm-hmm. It's about that point differential thing. This team gives up a hundred and twenty four point one points per game. They are not good. And they only score hundred and ten. They mm-hmm. have a negative like fourteen points. Yeah. Like run it up. Yeah. Like end it quick, run it up, get ready for get ready for Sunday. That's it. I mean, this should be a game where <laughs> this should be a game where Davion Mitchell plays. And oh. I know he hasn't in the last couple of blowouts, but if you have fourteen minutes of garbage time because you're up thirty, then then maybe you get a Davion Mitchell siding. Maybe. And by the way, Davion Mitchell talk coming up in Mad Props. Uh oh. I would also say that maybe you don't. Maybe that's where you start really letting Keon Ellis get mm. get comfortable. Oh, that's a good and, point. And play him long stretches, uh, or like we don't know what Mike Brown's going to do. There's a possibility that Davion's done what was necessary, and Mike Brown puts him back in the rotation. Yeah, like, man, that'd this be is wild. this is a fluid situation. Definitely. Maybe you try putting Davion on Wemby and see what happens. Why not? Because you couldn't <laughs> see if you could uh, just go super small. Because that's the thing. There's nobody in the NBA defending him. He's too tall. Yeah, yeah. He's just a. He's not seven foot or seven. He's like seven five. He's just a, a marvel. A marvel. He he is a marvel, especially the way he handles the ball for a guy who who's that tall. Yeah. One of the things the Kings will have to do tonight is make sure to not foul and like slow the game down where they're getting in foul trouble. <clears throat> so defending without fouling. And not hitting the Spurs, you know, when they drive and they stick the rock out, not hitting their arms. And speaking of sticking the rock out, you can rock out this holiday season with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra as they bring back the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, and more at the Golden One Center December 1st for two incredible shows. Enter online at ESPN1320.com and you could win a four-pack of tickets to the show. Tickets are also available at Ticketmaster. That is my favorite 
point in the day where you make a brilliant segue to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? That was a little bit contrived because I made up the thing about the Kings like defending without fouling. I, yeah. So it, it wasn't super organic, but I had to get there somehow. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh. I, I here's my thing with like looking at matchups in this game and and a the the Spurs are pretty banged up. The the Kings are way better than them, anyways. So this isn't like if they win by forty. It's gonna be like, well, the Spurs were hurt. No, no, no. This is this is probably this game's gonna probably go mostly how it would go regardless. But that's my whole issue with talking like matchups for this game. If the Kings lose this game, like let's fa- let's go to the hypothetical world where the the Spurs win. Okay, you're probably looking at Keegan didn't knock down his threes. They couldn't figure out a way to slow down Victor Wembanyama, and it just kind of messed up their whole defense. And it got easy buckets for other guys. Kevin Herter's shots not falling. Domas is not able to bully Wembanyama under the hoop. Like those are the kind of things. But I just all of that feels so far fetched from where I think this game's going to go. Kyle, I, in all honesty, I don't think any of those things matter. If the Kings lose this game, it's because they just flat out didn't show up. Hmm. It, they they pulled the Houston Rockets. And uh, and just like walked into a game expecting to win. To me, if they don't play with the same energy and pace, that's where they're going to lose. So uh, maybe I'm crazy, but like this is a team that they're going up against. It's young, they're inexperienced. Mm-hmm. They really don't have um, you know a lot to rely on, especially with Vassell out. Yeah, they, they don't have their true second uh, score. Keldon Johnson does give the Kings problems uh, mm-hmm. historically. Um, but like if the Kings lose this game, um, it's on them. It's 100% on them. I, I just don't think that you're going to have a game where like, again, Victor Wimanyama like scores 50 and you can't stop him. And you know, if that happens, that's on you. Yeah. yeah. Especially in an in-season tournament game. If you can't get up for this, if you can't get up for the in-season <laughs> tournament game, Kyle, this is where it's all about. This is, this is why you play the game. This is why you play the game. For the NBA cup. That's right. The in-season tournament begins now. Yeah, I, I, I just, this is, it's, it, and I and I hate saying it because we said this about the Rockets, who Sass points out in the chat, Houston's now won six in a row. But we said this about the Rockets, said this about the, the banged-up Blazers team they played, even without De'Aaron Fox. Yep. This is a team you should go smoke, and they, they lost two to the Rockets, and they went to OT with the Blazers. I would like to see tonight that the Kings are not going to be a team that is up and down to their competition all year. Where, okay, great, you, you you rolled Cleveland, and you rolled OKC, and then you went and you blew out the Lakers at crypto.staplesarena.com, and you did all that. Like, that's cool, but then you can't go turn around and lose to the Spurs, much less this version of the Spurs, where they're missing arguably their what, their second best player in Devin Vassell? Yeah. Their best scorer? Yeah. Well, that and, I mean, you can lose to the Spurs, in like game 53 if they've started to figure some things out mm-hmm. you can't lose to the spurs now no. i mean they're three and eight something like that they and they the, don't play defense at all and the kings are scorching hot like it looks like okay they've turned it around here we are if you go lose to the spurs it's not like they've undone everything but it's just like oh it's like that's deflating yeah i think the other interesting thing is that mike brown uh it has such loyalty to greg popovich he might not run the score upon him he might not take advantage of the fact that in-season tournament comes before loyalty. 
It, it, it's Every everything, time. Kyle. It's everything, <laughs> Kyle. I'm getting us NBA in-season tournament shirts. That's right. I'm going to order them and have we them. We should just plan a trip to Vegas and go to this thing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'll get my cartoon up at Jiffy Lube and we'll roll. There it is. It'll be great. I'm in. All right. Awesome. Um, mad props. Love we got it. King Spurs tonight, Bucks 49ers on Sunday. I'll have a number from each of those games, and James and I will pick which one will be higher, and then we'll reconvene on Monday to figure out uh, who had more right. That's coming up next, plus plenty more Week 11 NFL action. The Raiders are at the Dolphins this weekend. We'll talk about that, and we'll dive deep on the 49ers and Buccaneers showdown at Levi Stadium as well. That's all coming up here on the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. It's ESPN 1320. Now. Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Quick basketball thing real quick before we get into Mad Props, which will combine basketball and football. But uh, quick basketball thing. In the in the chat at the break, we were talking about, somebody asked, uh, our, our guy Sacktown Tony asked about Andrew Wiggins. And he said, what, what's the deal with Andrew Wiggins this year? He's you know, not having a good year. Is, is, he, is he washed? What, what's up? Yeah, I think he's just kind of being the player that he's always been. It's just more glaring because Steph Curry's been out and the Warriors don't have very many good players. And the expectation was that Andrew Wiggins was not only going to be a a good player, but a potential 1B type if Steph was out. Second best player. Could he be their second best player, right? Yeah. And he's not even been close. It's not, there's some nights he is, some nights he's just not been close. He hasn't been very good. He's averaging 10.5 points. (sighs) He's shooting 40.1% from the field. He's shooting 13.5 from three. Yeah, the whole team is. 13.5. They stink. Holy so, cow. So you compared him to Harrison Barnes. Yeah. My, I, my, go ahead. My one, my one, and, and maybe this is not where you're going, but, it's okay. but my, one, my one issue with it, with, with that, is you said a younger version of Harrison Barnes. And, like, that's the, that's the problem, is Harrison Barnes even in his worst stretches as a 28-year-old or however old Andrew Wiggins is now, was never like this. Where it was, we're what, a month into the season almost? And it's like, Andrew Wiggins ever going to play this year? Yeah. Harrison Barnes was never that. He may not have reached the peak that people wanted him to. And he might now have some nights with the Kings where you're like, dude, can you grab more than a board? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I think there are times where he disappears and people get really angry. With Harrison, even like the last, like from game one to game, where are we at game, we're at game 10. So game mm-hmm. nine, I think that like you could have thought, hey, where has he been for for eight games? Like mm-hmm. eight games he's kind of missing. Um, I'm going to make a, a weird statement here that maybe like won't come across the right way, but maybe it will. I, I don't know. I feel like Andrew Wiggins plays, some some teams play down to the opponent. I think Andrew Wiggins might play down to the talent level on his team. So Interesting. If his team isn't good, he's not good. If his team is good, he's good. And so when he's looking around and it's like he's kind of sneaking by because Clay Thompson's, you know, averaging 13.8 points per game and mm-hmm. Chris Paul's averaging 9.2 points per game and no one's really looking at him. They they might be looking at Kaminga and saying, "Okay, what's going on here?" You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's almost like he's able to hide within his own team. And when the team is really good, like, okay, he's got that extra gear to be the, one of those guys mm-hmm. that's really good. When his team isn't, 
It's like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to be a difference right. maker. That's and that's a problem. Like, there's just not a ton of value in that player. Yeah, like, where again, like Harrison Barnes, I feel like he doesn't do that. What Harrison Barnes is doing is he tries to fit in. Yeah. And he tries to do the things that, that matter for the team at that moment. Mm-hmm. And some people can argue with me on that, but like defensively, he's been really solid. Right. He's hit his threes. He's done the things that you need him to do, except for everyone wants him to score 14, 15 points a game. Well, there's not enough shots for him to score 14, 15 nope. points a game anymore. Nope. Like Keegan's getting those shots. De'Aaron's getting those shots. Domas is getting those shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Herter's getting those shots. Uh, Malik Monk's getting those shots. Right. Like he realistically at this point, He's a fifth scorer in your in your starting lineup. He's By your, design. He's your sixth overall. Yeah. He's behind Malik Monk as well. And so, like, there will be times where Harrison Barnes is really good, and I think that might be the difference between the two. Yeah. I don't think Wiggins looks around and goes, man, we need six rebounds for me tonight, or, man, we need to get to the free throw line six times. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that where Harrison Barnes does. He's just going to play his game no matter what the situation He's on cruise control all the time. Yeah, I think that's and I think that's right. Yeah. All that said, super valuable to the 2022 title team. Second best player on that team, but uh, now they need him and he's nowhere to be found. So I think you make a great point. Speaking of Harrison Barnes, let's start there in Mad Props. So I take a 49er stat and a King stat and we mush them together and James and I decide which one will be higher. Let's start with the Harrison Barnes one. Who scores more points? Jake Moody against the Bucks. Or Harrison Barnes against the Spurs. Ooh, I'm taking Harrison Barnes. You think Barnes has a big game? Um, no, but I think Jake Moody might score eight, and I think Harrison Barnes will do more than that. Hmm. This feels like to me a game where the 49ers might come out a little bit sleepy on offense. Vita Vea didn't play against the Niners last year. He got hurt early. Only played four snaps. Antoine Winfield Jr. didn't play against the 49ers last year. And I think it might have inflated their offensive production a, a, a little bit against the Bucks. So I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think they're going to stall out in the red zone a couple times. And I think we see one of those like 12-point games from Jake Moody. Okay. That's a possibility. 49ers passing yards or total points in Kings and Spurs. Got to do a little math here. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I probably say the Kings... I'm going to say like 127. Let me give you the let 112. Me, 127, 112. So that's 240. That's that bang on 239. for me. 238 and a half is the over under. Okay. Really well done by you. Um, I'm I'm going to take passing yards. You're going 49ers passing yards. I am going to take the Kings and Spurs total. I think the Kings are going to score like 140 points. And I think the Spurs are going to be able to score a few as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners try and run the ball a lot in this game mm, okay, and, and take some of the onus off of off of Brock Purdy. Brandon Ayuk catches or Kevin Herter made threes? Um, oh, this is tough because uh, last was six. Ayuk's been around five, six. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayuk only had f- four last week, I think. Okay. Three or four. I'm going to say... Oof. I'm gonna go Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same. If, if, if as good as Kevin Herter has been, yep. I think one of those like three for eight type of nights is coming. Three for eight, three for nine. Where it's okay, he's fine, but not like a blow up. Oh my God, Kevin Herter took over the game. Type yeah, 
Okay. Well, I also think this game might be slightly lopsided, and you might not need, mm, you know, okay. Kevin Herter late. He's gonna he's gonna bang home like five threes in the first quarter. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And we're gonna be like, oh, like, ah, damn it. Forty uh, ers <laughs> rushing attempts. Okay, Forty ers rushing attempts, or Keegan Murray points, rebounds, and assists. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go 49er rushing attempts. Yeah, I think I, mm, I think I'm gonna lean that way as well. Keegan's coming off a bad game. He's usually around 21 to 23. Yeah, uh, if he points, goes, rebounds, assists. Yeah, 15 points, goes, eight boards. Yeah, some nights he goes way bigger than that. But I think he's gonna have a little bit of difficulty with uh, the Wimby thing. Okay. Um, okay. I just like overall, like maybe I'm wrong. One know. of one of your keys to the Kings game, and we'll do this in the next segment, is about Wemby, and I think you made a brilliant point in it, and I can't wait to get to that with you. But let's finish up Mad Props first. Ronnie Bell receptions or Davion Mitchell minutes? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go Davion. I think yeah, he's going to get back right. in the fold. So so here's you're basically this is do Davion Mitchell or Ronnie Bell play? Because if Ronnie Bell gets a catch, it's going to be one, maybe two. If Davion gets in the game, it's going to be 13. Well, yeah, if he has a full, or I mean minimum four, five, six, if he's playing. I don't think he's going to come in and play 30 seconds. No, I'm with you. Okay. And then, (laughs) this is a fun one, 49ers punts. So times a 49ers punt. Okay. Or Keon Ellis points, rebounds, and assists. Oh, Keon. Going Keon. Yeah. I I want to go the opposite just for the sake of the bit. But I think, like I said, I think the 49ers might have a couple times they stall out in the red zone, not necessarily that they're punting. Like three punts, three, three four punts would probably be quite a bit, depending yeah. on the number of possessions. And then... I don't think they're going to punt six times. And even still, I think Keon Ellis would beat that points, go, rebounds, assists. Yeah, especially if it's a blowout and he's playing a lot. That's a bad line for me. This is a bad one for me. It might be a bad I'm, one for I'm you. Taking, yeah, it's a bad. It, it, it sounds like a bad one for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Keon as well. Okay. All right. That's where we're going to finish up. We have two different this week. The Ooh. Niners passing yards and the King Spurs total, and then the Jake Moody points to Harrison Morris points. Mm. Okay. It's big time. All right. So we will revisit those on Monday. And again, that is for the King Spurs game tonight. I dig mad props. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun way to just kind of discuss two separate yeah sports in one time. it's kind of like how we do prize picks too like you know yeah prize picks discussions are fun yeah we should do that after the game today yeah we should um man i got so close last night oh i know with my, with my dubs one hey chet holmgren can i get one more bucket chet can you score one man i last last season i lost a huge huge like a big payout like i think it was Something stupid like seven hundred and fifty bucks mm. on Michael Porter Jr. Uh, needing a point and a half more, and he bricked a three and two layups in the final minute. Oh, and I lost. My dad had one last night where he needed another bucket from Dario Saric, and Saric in the fourth <laughs> quarter like smoked a wide open layup. Yeah, like oh, brutal man. I just All think right. it adds fun to the day. 49ers, Buccaneers, Keys, Kings, Spurs, Keys. Can the excuse me? Can the Raiders 
swing and upset. We've got all of that for you next in the final segment of The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, a couple things here. One, shout out to Lindsay Harding. Yeah. Picked up her first G League win yesterday. Yeah. She is the only female head coach of a men's professional league, I think, in North America right now. That's yes. incredible. And she got the big win. Um, not uh, Well, I think they lost last night, but that, that was a couple of days ago. With um, That's the game where Colby Jones went crazy. Yeah. Colby Jones actually- uh, he's 31 worked, last night? 31 last night. <laughs> The game before is where he had like 16 points, nine assists, like six rebounds, and eight steals. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing his thing at the G League G League level. I have a big announcement to make. I want to hear it. I really hope. I know he's not because he's working, but I really hope Damian Barling is listening to this because I have a pretty dramatic announcement to make for myself and my sports fandom. Okay. I am thrilled to announce that I am now in on Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I am in Russell Westbrook, my guy. Number zero, why not, etc., etc. He was robbed of multiple MVPs, triple-double king. We stand for Russell Westbrook. No, I've always been one of those guys. It's like, look, Russell Westbrook's an incredible player. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But, like, how much is he helping you win? It's kind of on that boat. The fact that he is telling the Clippers, this was reported today by Chris Haynes of TNT, uh, Sacramento's own Chris Haynes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're claiming him now. So, <laughs> he reported that Russell Westbrook has told the Clippers, I need to go to the bench. Chris Paul, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard need to gel. This starting five needs to gel and figure it out. They're not going to do that with me on the court. Bring me off the bench. And I got to tell you, I find that very commendable. That's a super hard thing to do to be a superstar at the pinnacle of the sport, who was once a superstar at the pinnacle of the sport, to now be in the backside of your career where you are no longer that dude. 
and realizing, hey, I can be more helpful off the bench for this team. That's a super hard thing to do, and not a lot of guys do it. And I think guys torpedo teams by not doing that, James Harden. The guys will do that all the time. So the fact that Russell Westbrook took the initiative to do this, to try and get the Clippers over whatever wall they're running into since they've acquired James Harden, I commend and respect that. I did not think that he was the type of player who would do it, and he did it. Okay. I'm going to flip this around. I, I feel this is more like like that moment in a in a movie where somebody raises their hand. Oh, did says, I say Chris Paul? I meant Paul George. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Where, where somebody raises their hand and says, I will volunteer. And then someone else goes, oh, no, I will volunteer. And like, oh, okay, that one makes more sense. You're the big guy. You need to go volunteer to go, you know, slay the dragon, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was raising his hand and saying, I will volunteer, hoping that James Harden would go, no, no, I will volunteer. <laughs> it's like, okay, he said it. He's yeah. he's going to the bench, not me. James Harden's like, oh, damn, you guys see that? That's crazy that he did that. All right, let's go. James Harden's like, let's go practice. I didn't even hear what he said. What did he say? Oh, I, okay, he's going to go to the bench? Oh, okay. All, All right. right, well, good for you, man. All I ain't right, doing yeah. that. Happy, I ain't doing that. Happy for him. Oof. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Russ is like, anybody want to come off the mat? Anybody? James? A- anyone? James, anybody? Like, I thought I was volunteering for something that wasn't going to happen here. Anybody, James? Does anyone? <laughs> anyone? Mr. No, Harden. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a lot. I also respect that, that Paul George was on his podcast last season and said, I understand I'm no longer a one. I understand that a title team, I will not win a title as the best player on a team. Yes. I need to take a back seat. And again, that's that's got to be that's so hard because you get to that level by being so competitive and knowing in your heart that you are the best player on the court night in and night out, or believing in your heart that you are the best. Player. Yep. And so to be able to do that, I, I I think that's super commendable. So shout out to Russell Westbrook and shout out to Paul George. I'm gonna not say Chris some, Paul, Paul George. I'm gonna say something totally random that like I, I don't Please, intend. Please, it's the last topic. segment on a Friday. It is. Paul George, like I always talk about, OG Ananobi is the guy, right? But if Paul George became available i think he is a player that could actually help the kings become a title contending team paul george like this year you yeah. said paul george yeah th- yes. paul george yes yeah, i agree I, I think that he's a guy that because of his skill set um he's on they're on the hook for 45 million this year and 49 million next year uh as a player option but if he became available. He's one of those guys that everything he does might fit. And, you know, you couldn't look at it as like a long-term thing, but what it would do is it would get you the two years you need before Keegan Murray is a, is a star. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's where, like when I look at Paul George, I'm like, okay, I could see that being, and if like one of those guys that you look at and say, of all the people in the league, he could put you over the top. I, I I think the same thing about Kawhi Leonard if he didn't miss like 37 <laughs> games a sure. season. If you know you're getting 60 games of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and I mean, Paul Plus George press. has injury his, history as well, and he misses he misses time, but um, he's one of those guys that you're like, he could be like a missing link, dude. He, he can shoot it, legitimately shoot it. Mm-hmm. He is not an elite defender anymore, but still a fine defender. He, and a multi-positional defender. Multi-positional defender, yeah. Yes. He can create his own shot. 
if it is, you know what, De'Aaron Fox turned his ankle and Domas is fouled out, it's like it's Paul George time tonight. And you'd be comfortable and with you can knowing do that. that he might be able to score 40. Right. You can yep. do that every now and then. In the, in the what, two games a year that that happens. Like, that's, that's I, I, I would agree with you. I think okay. Paul George has got kind of a bad rap. Like, Paul, Paul I, George early in his career was incredible. Yeah. He's oh, dude. Dominant I, player. I can tell you, I remember him. Uh, he showed up in Sacramento like maybe maybe a month before he, he came back. And I'm not even sure if he came back late in that season. Mm-hmm. But he was in the middle of his rehab from the broken leg, right? Mm-hmm. And he was standing on the court, just getting shots up and like doing like non-contact. Like he was way far away, right, from playing again. And my goodness, man, you could still see the break in his leg. It Oof. was dramatic. Like, oh my gosh, you can still see. You could see like, boom, 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 like the jagged uh. look. Like whether it was like I remember sitting on the sidelines, going. I can't believe he's out here walking, let alone there will come a point yeah. where he plays basketball again. Oh. Like uh, whether it was like a knot or it was swelling or whatever, like it did not look right at all. And I, and then I think he actually, he played at the back end of that season. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but yeah, it was it was gruesome, gruesome. His injury was gruesome. It was really bad. And it changed a lot of things. Like his injury, uh, mm-hmm. it totally changed everything with, um, with regards to how they, they have guys sit on, on the floor and all that stuff. This is a great comp in the chat. Paul George would be this team's Andre Iguodala. I think that's a great comp. Yeah, he'd be a much better Andre Iguodala, though. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, uh, yeah, Paul George is, is for sure going to the Hall of Fame. Andre Iguodala, if he gets there, it'd be like, eh. Yeah. But Paul George is a, a definitive, he is better than, but in terms of the, Andre Godala took the Warriors to that in 2014 and then in 2015 and beyond into that kind of next stratosphere because of the role he played. The Warriors did not need him to be the number one scorer, like go get us 25 a night. That He was not that for them. Yeah. He took this tertiary role as a defender. He hit a couple of big threes for them. He'd get a tough basket every now and then. But it was a very like limited role compared to what he had, let's say, in Philly. <clears throat> and so I think Paul George is just a better version of that. Hmm. But I but I think you have you have your core, and this would just be that veteran piece that yeah that fits in perfectly with what they need. The Kings' needs are different than what the Warriors' needs were at that were at that time. But I think that that that's a that's a really good comp. Okay. In, so in terms of impact that year, it was, uh, it was December 5th. They rolled through Sacramento. Um, and it was like shocking to see his leg. Mm-hmm. He, he ended up playing the last six games of the season that year. He came back. So, nuts. uh, yeah. So five months later on April 5th, he came back and actually played. Um, it just, that's when he was in Sacramento. That's not when he got injured. He got injured. Um, uh, I want to say with team USA over the summer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like fell into a basket stanchion. It was Las Vegas, like yes. yeah, I, and uh, yeah. Is it a scrimmage? Yeah, I, I think I, it was like a televised. I think it was a friendly scrimmage. Yeah, yeah it was a friendly. Uh, Ian Rappaport, not to shift gears here, yeah. but Ian Rappaport from NFL Media just reported that Joe Burrow is out for the season with a torn ligament in his wrist, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Uh, he had an MRI this morning. Jake Browning is. The uh, it's a backup and and the likely starter going forward. Folsom zone. Folsom zone. 
Yeah, he was really good at Folsom. Yeah, he was. I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play yeah, in soccer. Didn't he have like every state passing record by his sophomore year? Yeah, it, it was just bananas. Yeah, he was really good. Went to Washington, uh, and and you know it's funny thing. He's like literally the same age as Joe Burrow, and he had one passing attempt before last night. So <laughs> yeah, hasn't his hasn't done a ton in the league. So rooting for him. Yeah, be a pretty cool you. story. Get me Josh Dobbs and Jake Browning in the playoffs. I'd love that. I'm in. All right, here we go. We're back. Um, 49ers Bucks. Keys to a 49ers victory, James. What's yours? Uh, James's keys. Um, go get Baker. Pressure that dude. Don't let him. Don't let him breathe. Um, you know the Niners defensive line to me was so good in the last game, mm-hmm. and they need to be equally or better than this week. Just put pressure. Just try to run him off the field, and you know, like get to the quarterback. Baker is so here's Baker is not as good as a number one pick should be, mm-hmm. but he's also not terrible. He's got a big arm. I think there's this this notion from some people that Baker stinks. I don't think he stinks. I just don't. I, he's just not number one pick good. Yeah. And if you let him sit in the pocket, he can be surgical. He's super accurate. He's got a strong enough arm. Uh, they they have to get him off his spot. Make sure to muddy the pocket. He's not a big guy, so I, I'm I'm with you. You gotta you gotta make sure that he's not comfortable. Yep. Uh, my second key is double Mike Evans. Whatever you have to do, take Mike Evans out of the game. And I don't know if you can do it because he's such a huge wide receiver and he's mm-hmm. so good and you know like so consistent throughout his career. Thousand yards, eight, ten, twelve touchdowns every single year. He's he's just really a marvel still. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can take him away, I don't think they have uh, the horses to beat you. Yeah. And then my last key is uh, make them run the ball. They're the worst running team in the in the league. Take away the pass. Yeah. Uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, you know the quarterback and make them like go ahead and beat us with the run because you're not going to. So the 49ers only blitzed three times against Jacksonville. I think we see a similar thing this week. Yeah, where they are going to play man, and they they might bracket Mike Evans, but it's Diameter Lenore against Chris Godwin in the slot, and they're going to try and get home with four, and like you said, make the Bucks go. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna drop seven. We're gonna try and run against this four man front. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. You'll take that uh, every time. Rashad White's having a fine year, but I think he is way less effective doing that than as a as a check down option or in the screen game. Yeah. I think they're the worst running team in the league and I, they're averaging like 3.1 yards per carry. Yeah. They've just not, it's, it's not great. No. Yep. Um, for me, Vita Vea, Vita Vea is a tremendous defensive lineman. He's one of the best athletes at, at the, at the interior defensive line spot in the NFL. He only played four snaps last year before leaving the game with a ham, with a calf injury, actually not a hamstring, a calf. Mm-hmm. He's playing this week. And if he's healthy, they cannot let him take over the game. He is the kind of player that can muck up your run game and have you doing things on the offensive line that you wouldn't normally do and letting other guys get free to just make sure that it's not Vita Vea blowing up your your run game. But he can also rush the passer and line up anywhere on the defensive line. So they have to keep an eye on him and make sure that wherever he's lined up, he's not putting the 49ers in second or third and long. Because we've seen that's not that's not a traditionally a great spot for Brock Purdy to be in. So yep. that's one. Number two is he got to figure out how to defend a screen pass. Rashad White could have a huge game if the 49ers defend the screen like they did last week against Jacksonville. Okay. I know they only gave up three points, but the opportunities were there. The same thing in the in the Cleveland game, by the way. 
Cleveland had a long touchdown on screen pass to David Njoku that got called back for holding. Mm. So they've had a really hard time defending screen passes this year. I think that the Buccaneers are going to try and mitigate the pass rush with some screens. And when they do that, Niners linebackers got to be got to be on their P's and Q's. Okay. And make them plays. Um, the last one is create explosives in the passing game. That's Brandon Ayuk. It's George Kittle. This offense just functions at such a higher level when they are making plays down the field and forcing linebackers to get depth. And now all of a sudden play actions working better. The run games working better. Everything is just easier when the Niners are pushing the ball down the field in the passing game. They don't have to do it every time. Purdy doesn't need to, to chuck it 20 plus yards down the field every throw, but the Bucks corners are not very good. Antoine Winfield is, is a good player. So you gotta, gotta keep it away from him. He's maybe the best safety in the league right now. Top three safety in the league right mm-hmm. now. Really good player, but you gotta create explosives in the passing game. Cause when they do that, uh, it just unlocks everything. Yeah, they're three. unbeatable when they when they're hitting the like twenty five thirty yard pass. Yeah, they they hit that three or four times, and that's just kind of a backbreaker because now your defense is just stretched vertically, horizontally, and and it becomes much harder to defend the Forty ers So yep. that's my that's my three keys without getting <laughs> without doing okay. Win the turnover battle. That's one. Yep. Um, got to score in the red zone. Touchdowns in the red zone. Very key. You got to do right. that. And uh, big thing for me, special teams. All three phases. I was literally going to say all special th- teams. All three phases. All three phases. Got to win all three. That's my Raiders keys this week. <laughs> Got to win all three phases. Win the turnover battle. What? I'm trying to create a path to a win for the Raiders, and I, I genuinely think it is slow down the Dolphins. That slow. Well, just slow down the game. Yeah. Give me a lot of Josh Jacobs. Take every second off the play clock you can. Try and grind out fifteen play drive. Like get get big and don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. No, but but seriously. win the special teams battle. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure Tua. Pressure Tua. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see them blitz a lot. Like it, it's just it's <sighs> they're four, 13 and a half point dogs right now. Oof. In a game like that, I think you just have to limit possessions. So you got to oh. run the ball. Um, win on win on first down and try and get them or second in second and third and long. But man, the Dolphins' offense is really tough. They are. I mean, I don't I, know how the Raiders get get stops. Every time I feel like we say this about the Raiders, oh man, I think they're just going to get smoked this weekend. Mm-hmm. Then they come up big, whether they win or lose. They they play better mm-hmm. than we expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Like I think that if I were betting football. I would probably take the the Raiders with the points. Hmm. Like that's a big yeah, spread. Yeah, thir- 13 and a half. I almost always take 13 and a half just on principle. Yeah. The problem the problem comes in if the Raiders aren't getting stops and they do get down a couple of scores. Now you can't limit possessions. Now you can't go, okay, we're just going to ground and pound this. We're going to go short passing game. We're just going to ball control win the time of possession battle, hope that, that that the Dolphins make a mistake or two and and find their way to an upset. Now, if they can keep it, keep the game relatively close and do that and keep the Dolphins from pulling away, then sure, but I don't... It's tough to draw that to draw that line. Yep. I would love to see it, though. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to beat them, but, uh, but it's still like they're playing better, so you never know. Yeah. And the Dolphins have a tendency to... Just flat out not show up on occasion. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't do it at home very often, but maybe they mm-hmm. look at the Raiders and go, <laughs> throw their jerseys on the field, and all of a sudden you look up and the Raiders are up two scores. Yeah. 
That'd be ideal. That would be ideal. Yep. Let's talk King Spurs. King Spurs tonight down in San Antonio. Um, do we have some keys to a Kings win? Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, I, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I was looking at the wrong sheet. I was like, where did they go? I saw them last night. Your first one here, by the way. Yep. I mentioned it earlier. I think this is a terrific point, and it is something we didn't dive into all the way, but this is the number one key and perhaps the biggest key to a Kings win tonight. Yeah, I think my biggest, my, my number one key, don't get caught watching. Um, Victor Wimanyama is so unique and so different, and he it's something that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in that. Which happens, by yes, the way. Yes, just play your game. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry about matchups. You know, you always hear coaches, as a coach speak, hey, we're just going to concern ourselves with our team. You know, we're going to do what we do, and we're going to go out there and, and play our game, right? That's all coach speak. Uh, in this instance, mm-hmm. do not get caught up with what that guy is. Yeah. That guy is is something that no one else has ever seen. And like, it's okay. Like get out there, play for a minute or two and be in awe of like just how long and athletic he is. But then do that in warmups. Go do your game. Go play your game. Do that in warmups. Go out on the court and stand there for a second and be like, wow, that's a tall human shooting a basketball and playing more like a a guard than a seven foot nine center. I'm just going to make him taller every time I say it. Every time. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's seven, four with an eight foot wingspan. It's, it's comical how large he looks on a basketball court. And I don't like you. We've seen giant players before like this, but not, not ones that move and play in the areas of the floor that he plays. No, not it's, at all. It's just, it's so strange, but yeah, get over that in warmups. Uh, the, the other thing is be ready for defensive curveballs The Spurs throw at you with him mm. where, okay. okay. If you get a dribble handoff and, and Kevin Herter takes it and he comes around the corner and there's Victor Wembanyama with a hand up. Don't, don't, you can't panic in that spot. Yeah. Like put the put the ball on the deck and this is what you're saying. Reset, get back into your offense. Because he's gonna block a three or two. Like that's just gonna happen. But you can't let that derail everything you're doing. I'd also say that's why you play with pace and you play with pace within the offense because he's lurking all over the all over the court mm-hmm. and you need to you really, really need to like move. You and you need to have enough time that if you have to reset because he's closing out fast, you you have time to do so. Yeah. Okay. What is key number? That was key number one. Nice job. Yeah. What's my key number two. My second key is to be aggressive. Uh, the Spurs are 28th in the league in turnovers. <laughs> they turn the ball over a ton. They're also 30th in the league in free throw attempts. Like, get up in these guys, especially without Trey Jones. Pause. Yeah. Uh, like, like, seriously, put the pressure on them because they will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And pressure every single one of them. Throw different looks at women, Yama. Throw a double team. Go trap him. Make him make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of his, his uh, like, really strong. And again, Trey Jones may or may not, not play. He's doubtful for the game. Devin Vassell will not. Mm-hmm. But, like, go out there and, like, give it, uh, like, play a little pressure ball. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you, man. They're, the Kings are by far the better team here. You don't have to play passive. Because if you are being aggressive and you make a mistake or two early, and oh man, it's it's an eight two Spurs run to open the game, like you're fine. Well, that and I, I would that say pressure too. When you're going up against a team that's thirtieth in free throw attempts, that means that they they're soft. Mm-hmm. Like they don't go, they don't know how to go get free throws. Yeah. And so again, like 
this could be a game where Chris Duarte goes in there and actually plays his physical game without fouling mm-hmm. because it's just this team doesn't know how to doesn't know how to draw fouls. Yep. So the last one, uh, attack on offense. This is the worst defensive team in the league, uh, giving up 124.1 points per game. Um, run it up. Uh, it, we got the end season tournament. You got to run it up. Uh, don't feel bad about it. Just go out there and <laughs> uh, try to try to beat them by 30. And on top of that, this goes hand in hand with the amount of points they've allowed. Mm-hmm. They are 30th in the league in field goal percentage allowed at 49.9%. Teams are shooting 50% from the field against the Spurs this year and 40.3% from three. That's 29. Ooh. They defend neither the perimeter nor the paint. Particularly that, well. That's crazy. The only they and they do get shot uh, uh, shot blocking from Wimbenyama, mm-hmm. but block shots are are not a true uh, turnover. So, like I, I don't value them nearly as high. Yeah, Victor Wimbenyama blocking two and a half shots a game. That's bananas. All right, hey, that's gonna do it for us. Busy weekend coming up. I'm excited to get back in here Monday. Yeah, we're me here too. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. We'll be in here. D'Lo and KC will be in here. We got you ten to four, as always here on ESPN 1320. Uh, that's next week leading up to Thanksgiving. We'll be off Thursday, Friday, but Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, we will be uh, here discussing all the Kings action, all the NFL action from the weekend. And I uh, can't wait to do that with you. So James, uh, thanks for a great week. Chatty house. Thank you all for a great week. Everybody listening on radio. I appreciate y'all as well. It, uh, it certainly means a lot. So everybody have a safe, happy weekend. Um, and we will talk to you on Monday. D-Lo and KCR next. We've been the insiders. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t